With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is the Jaguars Broadcast Week in Review podcast presented by Everbank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and Jaguars YouTube. The Jaguars visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 16, kickoff Sunday at 4.05 at Raymond James Stadium. But first, a recap of the Sunday night football loss to the Ravens in Week 15 with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli on Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday. We're on Tintin XL AM, Jaguars.com, Jaguars YouTube, J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli here in Jacksonville, Pete Prisco down in South Florida, and missed opportunities, 0 for 3 in the red zone, two lost fumbles, two missed field goals, pre-snap penalties. And that was just in the first half, Pete. It was so bad. I mean, my gosh. that That's a game, at least you're in it. Uh, the field goal, okay, he's supposed to be a good kicker. You make your damn field goals. We know that. You guys know how I feel about kickers. Make your damn kicks. It's, a, it's your only damn job in the game. Go make your kicks. You stand out there all day during practice. You lollygag around, make your kicks. Uh, but the end of the half, I mean, that's QB coach 101, and they botched it. That that was so disappointing. You have to be able to – look, I know they say they go run a play. Spike the ball there. You get two shots into the end zone, and then then you kick your field goal. If you don't spike the ball and you go make that play, you can't allow the guy to get tackled in bounds. It was, it, look at that. That was 30 seconds, or what was it, 25 20. seconds when he yeah. landed. Yeah, that's right, 24. It's ridiculous. It right. was just – and Trevor cannot throw the routes. I mean, if you go to the mirrored routes, there's nowhere to go with the football. Throw it into the crowd. It's just it's it's it was bad football at the end of the half. I mean, inexcusable should never happen. Good afternoon, Tony. Yeah, I, I, I'm exhausted. Um, I I was thinking about coming about the show today. Really? Yeah, because I'm not in a good mindset. Because you normally don't think about it. You just no, come I know. I you just show, show up. And go, it's a mistake. And it's usually really good. It's a mistake. But now you've thought about this Which today. is a mistake. Because that was a – this is a team that beats itself. And it's not going to win until it cleans that up. It's not good enough. The, the false starts, um, turnovers – the lack of football awareness, situational football, um, missed tackles. Uh, I mean, just go. I mean, it's you got to be able to do the basics and not beat yourself before you're going to be have a chance to be a good team and, and win games. 
and the real frustrating thing is in spite of all that, I mean, it's, it's, it's 10-7. Yes. End of the third quarter. Yes. You know, Dwan Smoot has a chance to sack Lamar Jackson to make it like third and forever or whatever it was going to be. And instead, it's a jump ball that we have two guys and we don't get it. They make, I mean, give them credit. They made plays we didn't. Um, then you get him to second. And by the way, and then and by get, the way can I inter- get interrupt yeah. there? It, it, Collinsworth was going crazy for that play. It was a great play to get away from Dewan Smoot. Great play. But the throw should have been intercepted. Yes, yeah. it should have been intercepted. And then you get I a mean, penalty, and you get him to fir- second and 16. There's five Jaguars around one tight end. He sticks it in there. Lamar played great. Good job. But it's just um, – you're talking about the touchdown to Likely, right? Yeah. The one in the middle. The, yeah. yeah. The seam route. Seam route. Um, it, so, it's just end of half, Pete. I I agree with you. I would spike it. I don't think – I mean, it's a – he's still – Trevor's still a young quarterback. Obviously, we're not um, in a situation where you can just say, just go do what – they're trying to do. I mean, Doug's thinking there is let's go fast, catch him off guard, and go. Right. I'm not like he's not the only coach who thinks that. I disagree with it, but that's fine. That's a f- philosophical. I would spike yeah, I don't, it. I don't agree with it at all. I don't. But there's other Zero. people that Just, right. there's other people. So I'm not gonna. I mean, that's a and Doug has won a Super Bowl. I have not. So no, but you can still criticize him for it. No, I I'm not I'm not gonna criticize him doing it. I disagree with that. What I criticize is if your guy isn't ready to do it. And doesn't understand. And the route combination makes no sense to me. Again, not an offensive coordinator. If anything, they're, if you they're got, mirrored routes. If you look at it, they were running the know. same two routes on both sides. I it's get that. Two. If anything, go like their man coverage. Go run a pick. If you want it, because you see all the time in that formation, the outside guy runs up, makes the corner bubble over the top, and you try to hit that in the flat, and he turns the corner into the end zone. Yeah, but if you hit that in the flat, there's always a chance he's getting tackled in bounds. Pete, my point is I wouldn't call it no matter what, but yeah. if you're going to do it, do that. Right. Correct. And – but if they called the play, or whoever called the play, maybe Trevor called. I don't know if that's the play that came in. Well, no he was idea. tapping his helmet as they came down the field. What, that must be a signal for something. Must to be like go. we're, we're going to go. Yeah, because it's not like he's running down the field, motioning no. and getting a play in his so ear. The, that's it must too be much. something prepped. Yeah. you got to throw it into the first row. The pools. It's Put not it there. It's not open. You cannot make that throw. Jaguars Happy Hour Radio Monday airs 4 to 6 p.m. on 1010XLAM and Jaguars.com. The big story of this week, though, quarterback Trevor Lawrence in the concussion protocol after self-reporting symptoms following last week's game. Lawrence was on the practice field Friday, and if all comes back well Saturday and he's cleared by the independent doctor, then he'll travel and play Sunday against the Bucks. In the meantime this week, backup quarterback C.J. Beathard took the snaps with the first team Wednesday and Thursday, something he's done a couple weeks this season when Lawrence has been battling other injuries. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, to me it's the same. I mean, I'm... Taking a lot more reps in practice and stuff, but um, you know, preparing the same way. Uh, you got to prepare as if you're going to be going, and then you know, hopefully, you know, Trev clears concussion protocol by the end of this week for sure. How have you balanced figuring out just how to do that over the course of your career? Uh, I had a lot of lot of practice at it. I think you know, um, whether it's here or where, you know where I used to be, um, 
I think the mindset as as being my seventh year in the league, it's just had a lot of experience. Even even the games where you know the the starter isn't banged up or whatever, just preparing like you know you might have to go into the game. That's just kind of what you have to do. So at this point, it's really just just a mindset. And um, um, you know, I feel like this year I've I've actually you know you gotta gotten to practice a lot more than years past as far as with the with the starters you know when Trev has missed a couple practices here or there and it's um it's only you know benefited me and helped me in the long run of just getting reps with certain guys and that kind of stuff. How significant is that just getting those reps in the week as opposed to maybe coming off the bench cold like you did against Cincinnati? Yeah I mean it, it helps a lot uh you know you can't really simulate throwing you know, an out route or a go route to Calvin, you know, with the, with the speed he has and the way he runs routes. So uh, definitely helps getting getting routes with, with the, the starting guys in there. Lawrence was unable to speak with the media this week due to the protocol rules. Now to the Ozone podcast. Senior writer John Osier visited with defensive tackle Devon Hamilton, who's played only in three games this season after suffering a mysterious back injury in training camp. This week, Hamilton explained the exact reason for the concern and much more. It was a spinal abscess okay. I got, uh, kind of formed up in my back, and uh, yeah, it was a major infection. And very much out of the blue, it was, it was when we were all in Detroit, Yeah, and just sort of came up quick, and I assume kind of a scary thing. Yeah, i say a lot of stuff was going on, a lot of side effects was going on, so I was kind of just in a weird place. This isn't really a, a normal illness people get or right. a normal infection people get. So, And as was, a football player, you're used to fighting through stuff. Yeah. It's in your nature. But all of a sudden, this is something that that's not an option. Not at all, yeah. It was very strange. Yeah, a lot of side effects, like I said. If you're comfortable, how serious was it? I mean, my understanding is it was very serious, mm. and I assume you feel f- sort of fortunate right now. Yeah, I felt very fortunate. It was very serious. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that really could have happened. I could be not playing football sure. right now permanently. So I'm just blessed, incredibly blessed, man, to be back where I am, and I'm just so thankful for the guys that supported me through this. Tell me what uh, emotionally, obviously, that's, that's difficult. But when you sort of compounded with it happening right when it did, which yeah. is right at the start, you've geared up, you've just signed a contract, yeah. you're a core guy. This happens right when you're gearing up for that first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very, it was unfortunate. You know, I would rather been playing from the very beginning of the season to now, and you know, working out some through some things. But you know, I mean, this is God's way. For me, and um, you know, I can't ask for any other way. Right. Yeah. In terms of coming back, I came back earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I assume different, even coming back from something like that, than coming back from an injury. You've probably come back from hurts yeah. before, mm-hmm. but how much different was it to come back from this? Just in terms of gaining strength, all uh, that stuff that I'm not quite sure how to get at. But you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, it, it was it was very strange. It was kind of. Difficult and longest process just because there's no real set like recovery time. There's no right. Real the trainers set. can't go. Hey, we've yeah. seen this before. So yeah. Here's what's going to happen. It's very rare. Not too many people have had it. So it was really. I mean, not too many regular. You know, people have it. Let alone gotcha. athletes. So it was just really, really, really strange as far as a recovery standpoint. I guess first obvious question is how do you feel now? Do you feel like pre-infection? Yeah. Devon Hamilton. Yeah, I feel great. You know, I feel like I'm back to my normal self. I feel like I'm playing better now, and, um, you know, the sky's the limit right, right now. Yeah. How much of a process is it when you've missed, I guess it was late August, mm-hmm. and then just not been on the field playing, getting yeah. used to being a player, 
and being in football shape, so to speak. That takes some time, right? Yeah, it was definitely a, more of a process, especially from the beginning. You know, we have camp where you get to learn and work on those fundamentals a lot. And then to come back mid late season, mm-hmm. and, you know, practices are cut down. Right. What you're supposed to learn is cut down. You know, people have been doing the same plays over and over throughout the week. So mm-hmm. you're kind of just getting back in the loop of things, getting back in the flow of things. So that was probably the more challenging right. part of getting back to where I am today. The Ozone Podcast now on the official Jaguars Podcast Network. We move along now to the Huddle Up Podcast from Wednesday. Bucky Brooks, John Osher, and I went through the Jags running game and how it needs to improve this week against the Buccaneers defense. I asked uh, Travis Etienne Jr. in the locker room a little bit ago, you know, what stands out the most against the, about the Buccaneers defense? And the first thing he said, Bucky, was Vita Vea. That guy is huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's number one. And that front seven, they've got some veteran guys. And um, this is a, a group that's been at it for a long time, really, overall. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a real veteran-laden group. Uh, they have talent at the point of attack along their front line, which is the front seven, linebackers and D-line. And when you can't move them off the ball, it's hard to find creases in the run game. Vita Vea is a freak show at 350 pounds. If you can imagine that the, the look, the run-stopping menace was a running back in high school. Like, they actually gave him the ball as a heavyweight, high 290 runner. He has light feet. He's athletic. He's going to be a problem. And then when you think about the linebacker core, Levante David, veteran with experience, Antoine Winfield coming from safety, being able to kind of dial it up and really diagnose plays really well. It's just a really rock solid front that you have to contend with it is and yet they haven't been great this year as a defense so uh i know white has not quite had the year that he has before um but antoine winfield is playing an extremely high level obviously so uh it's gettable Uh, what i don't know really and i guess this is a question for bucky who's wears many hats uh it is there anything that can be done to jumpstart the running game? Or uh, I kind of think I kind of hate even asking the question anymore because I've kind of taken the approach until we see it. There's really not, they have declined running the ball for a month. Any hope there? Cause that's, that'd be your logical with CJ out. I mean, we, with Trevor out and CJ in, you, you'd like to be able to run consistently, Bucky. Yeah, you would like to be able to run consistently, not only for C.J. Beathard, but for Trevor Lawrence and, and whoever's that quarterback. Because when you run the football, what it does is um, it creates some one-on-one opportunities that allows it to uh, for you to pass more efficiently. Meaning that no longer can they play split safety coverage with two safeties either on the hash he's playing cover two, too deep, or quarters where you have like four across splitting the field and uh, 25% like respectively. You now have to do some eight-man fronts, one-on-one coverage. It allows your guys, Calvin Ridley and others, to work in advantageous situations. So they need to run the football to make the Buccaneers respect the run so they can dictate the terms on these early downs so they maybe can set up a shot or two to Calvin Ridley or Evan Ingram going down the field. I mean, Bucky, you know, to, to run on first down, ideally you want to get about four yards, right, at least. That makes it second and six. But just explain to, to maybe the the casual fan the difference between second and six and, like, second and nine. How big of a difference is that for a play caller? 
Well, it's a huge difference because as a play caller, everyone wants to get to what they call mixed downs. So mixed downs on second down would be anywhere from second and three to second and six. It's a mixed down because now the defense has to respect the run and the pass because you just don't know how the offensive coordinator will mix it up. When you get to these longer yardage situations where you can predict that it's more than likely a pass coming, well, now you can start doing the junk stuff, the exotic blitzes, the stunts, the movement, the bluff in disguise, because you know, hey, let's take the run off the table. They're going to pass. How can we best disrupt the passing game? That's why it's really important when you hear offensive coordinators and coaches talk about staying on schedule. On schedule means that at each down in situation, we now have an opportunity to have a mix down because we're on schedule. We can run it or throw it based on what we wish as opposed to what the defense is dictating to us. Huddle up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday at 4 on Jaguars.com and Jags YouTube. It's the final home game of the regular season, and it's all about you. Join us in celebrating the best fans in the league Sunday, December 31st for our fan appreciation game. Go to jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000 and secure your seats now. In a moment, a look ahead to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All that after this. Jaguars fans, Everbank is building its future on the partnership and the performance you know and trust. Take advantage of high-yield savings solutions with Money Market, online savings, CDs, and more. Visit everbank.com slash jaguars today for your financial advantage. Everbank, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by Everbank. Pro Bowl voting is now live through December 25th. Be sure to cast your vote for which Jaguars players you'd like to see there by going to jaguars.com slash Pro Bowl. Jags Bucks coming up Sunday in Tampa in Week 16. Jaguars defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell was the Buccaneers inside linebackers coach from 2019 to 2021 and worked under Bucks head coach Todd Bowles. Caldwell reflected this week on the impact Bowles has made on his career. He's been special for me in my career. Um, he's a great friend, and when we first got together, it was funny because we looked at defense the same way as far as secondary-wise, and then being with him so long kind of just – looking at how he sees the game and that influenced how I kind of see the game. And then the other guys that I've coached under or coached for, he was one of the ones that really, I guess they took me under his wing, just being with him for so long, understanding how to look at a defense, how to take away something from an offense. And 
you know, just being multiple, I've kind of put my own imprint, imprint on the on the defense. Also this week, the Jaguars likely will be without Christian Kirk and Zay Jones at wide receiver. Offensive coordinator Press Taylor this week on who should be able to step in. It's a rotation of everybody. I mean, really going into the tight end room, the running back room of, you know, each personnel grouping on each play is specific to, you know, who we think does each thing well. Uh, you'll lean on a little bit more of, you know, Ag, Tim, Elijah, Parker, that kind of rotation of young guys stepping into their role. Um, ideally, getting Brenton back healthy would help us out. Luke has continued to come on in all aspects of the game. So, uh, you know, it's kind of by committee of everybody stepping in and filling those roles that that's kind of what you expect week to week in the NFL anyways. I know you said it's by committee, but uh, Calvin, just is, is, are you guys going to need him to be that best version of him, the guy that you guys see on tape and yeah. he shows flashes of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Calvin and Evan, obviously, the, the mainstays that have continued to stay healthy and be available to us, uh, and we'll do everything we can to utilize our best players all the time. Different combinations and different phases on the offensive line, you think, has played a big part of the run game. How big is that as a factor to you, just the continuity along that line? Um, yeah, I think that's a big part. I think having comfort of who you're playing next to, how they communicate, how you guys play together is, is a factor. Um, but at the same time, we expect whoever is in there and whatever combination of guys to produce, play well, communicate effectively, do their job at a high level, we got to continue to put them in the best possible position to do that. TJ said yesterday, him and Trevor like a lot of the same things, and he didn't think that would mean having to overhaul a lot of stuff. To you as a play caller and just putting together a game plan, how helpful is that to you just if they you know, kind of operate the same type of way? That's a big deal. I mean, obviously we spend a lot of time in that room talking through the entire plan. Um, so we've been doing this now for two years, of building plans, talking through concepts all the time, from training camp, all that. So good feel for what they each like individually, but then both like collectively. And I think – a lot of it's too conversation about using the pieces around you of this guy does this really well, I'm confident in this, how he runs this, how he sees this. So it's putting guys in that position. And then regardless of the quarterback, they both kind of, they, they think very similar in that aspect. And I think that's part of what he was getting at. All the press conference and locker room sound from the week available at jaguars.com. On Jags AM Thursday, Kai Stevens, Brian Sexton, and John Osier picked standouts for the week for the Jaguars in Tampa. We're back here on Jags AM getting in our final previews of the matchup against the Buccaneers. A very important game, so we're kind of looking at who we think will make a big difference in that one because they, they need a win in the worst way. I'm going with Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, I was out on the practice field yesterday at the end of practice getting ready to do some radio interviews, um, and it was his birthday. And the way that the whole team reacted to him and saying him happy birthday and the guys in the locker room were saying happy birthday, there was an energy about him anyway, but I think and watching him walk off the field with C.J. Beathard. I think he's really dialed in. I think he's grabbed a hold of this role of having to be the guy and especially to help the backup quarterback. So I think he'll have a big day. I don't know that it will necessarily translate into 100-plus yards or three touchdowns, but I think he'll make catches that make the difference. And I think he might be, you know, in the mode of one of those show me games, right? I mean, everybody that you talk about, they're like, Calvin Ridley, we thought he'd do more based on training camp. He was so good. Where is he? I think he's got big games in him mm -hmm. down the stretch here. Um, challenge to prove it, and I think he might. Yeah, I still think he's very uh, underappreciated by fans. I get that there's been some uh, miscues and the production hadn't been there. I, I can also point to three or four games that I'm not sure they win if he's not on the field. And I think this might be one. Uh, you're right. And uh, we're both thinking sort of the same way, Brian, looking for something offensively 
that they can count on. So I went with uh, tight end Evan Ingram. Um, he will be critical to the game plan because there's really no choice. You have to use both him and Calvin and have him integral. Not that he already hasn't been, but without Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, uh, the, the, the passing game has to run through those two. Uh, he won't have big yards downfield. That really hasn't been his role this year. To me, guys, um, it feels like they have almost substituted some of their lack of running game with short passes to Evan Ingram. There's been many cases where I felt like second and nine, it's been a here, Evan, get us seven and get us back around the sticks. And he's been incredibly, value for, incredibly valuable to that. Uh, he might be the guy in the red zone this week when they really need points uh, that they have to depend on. He, he started that, he has three red zone touchdowns in the last three games. Um, so he started moving in that direction. Um, they need somebody to step up. So it's either my guy, Evan, or Brian's guy, uh, Calvin Ridley. And you know that the Bucks defense <laughs> is going to be looking at both of those yeah. guys. So indeed, it may be another player. I mean, it could be Parker Washington. It could be <laughs> Elijah Cooks. Whoever they put on the field, those two guys are going to have to make some plays, but someone else is going to have to step up too. Do you have that person? Is that yours? I'm going defense because I think they are going to need a big effort from the defense and some help from the defensive side of the football if they want to win this game. And I'm going with Josh Allen because he's a game wrecker in every game. So I think he's going to actually get the sack record this week. That's something that's been kind of over his head the last couple of weeks. And he, I know he says he doesn't focus on it, but then it won't be <laughs> over his head for the rest of the season going forward once he gets to that point. And I think he might be able to will this team to a win with his presence. When he's on, he can just really wreck a quarterback's day. And as you mentioned, Baker Mayfield sacked five times in uh, their last matchup. So Josh can certainly get to the quarterback. I'm hoping that either a strip sack, some sort of uh, turnover, forced turnover will help get some short field and make things a little bit easier on this offense. Jags AM Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings on Jaguars.com and Jaguars YouTube. Now to cap off the week, the Doug Peterson Show, where the head coach explained the idea of playoff football in December and how a team responds. Hey, it's playoff time now, right? Both of these teams, the Jaguars and the Buccaneers, tied for first in the respective divisions, and it's playoff football on Christmas week. It is. It's playoff uh, playoff atmosphere, playoff football. You know, backs against the wall. you got to come out and play your best football, and you know, it's one of the things that we haven't done in the last, uh, say, three weeks. But um, you know, we've we've got some things to correct. Guys have been guys have been focused and, and still doing the right things, and, and looking forward to going over to Tampa and, and playing the game. With the uh, with the sky falling, how do you maintain that positivity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, right? The sky is falling. I mean, the positivity is is the fact that we're still in first place. We're still fourth in the AFC. Um, and, and everything is still right in front of us. You know, our goal when we started the season was to win the AFC South, and, and uh, that goal has never changed, and it hasn't changed. And so, you know, that's the positivity right there. Um, and, and then at the same time, just continue to coach our players hard, uh, continue to push them. And, um, you know, we, we are getting some guys healthy this time of year, which is good. Uh, so, you know, we need to be making our, our move at, the, at this time. Coach, how do you keep a, a team, a, a building from being tight in this type of moment when there is pressure and, and everything going on to, to perform and play at a high level on all levels of the organization? How do you keep a team from tightening up this late? I think and I truly believe it starts with me. Um, if they, if I'm tight, then they're going to be tight. If I'm loose, they're going to be loose. And, 
you know, I, I believe that they'll they'll feed off of that and to kind of feed off of that energy. But at the same time, they got to understand that that you know there's accountability in this business, and uh, we got to make sure that we hold each other accountable, myself included. And and uh, but at the same time, let's go out and have fun at practice. Uh, when it's time to work, it's time to work. Uh, let's go enjoy these moments. These are you don't get many of these. And and again, we're uh, we're in the conversation at the end of the year, right, for postseason and all that. And and that's that's what you want. And so that that gives you a little juice and motivation here. You know, this last month, the Doug Peterson Show each Thursday at five on the Jaguars Radio Network. And check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. You can subscribe on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. And of course, we love the feedback. So leave us a comment and a five star rating. We have arrived at Week 16. The Jaguars visit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Sunday, December 24th. We're on the air on our flagship station in Jacksonville, 1010XL, Sunday at 1 o'clock with the Publix Tailgate Show. Then at 3 p.m., it's countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars radio network. The official kickoff time set for 4.05 p.m. at Raymond James Stadium, Tampa. Thanks for listening, and Merry Christmas. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next week on the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast presented by Everbank. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 